it's absolutely amazing. I'm just tongue tied, just talking about it, making the best. Yes, yes I'm a favorite now. Welcome to the Extraordinary Bean Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Len DeCarmine, and we have an exceptional show to you for you tonight. Today, we're going to be talking about how diets are designed to fail. Our guests will be discussing how to improve your eating habits by making simple, small adjustments that can make a big impact on you. But before we do that, let me introduce to you my two favorite co-hosts, the one, the only, Fred Martinez. Fred, welcome to the yeah. One and only. <laughs> yeah, this could be a really great show, you know, especially when you're talking about food, because there's a lot of people out there that are foodies and they're not making the right choices with their food decisions. That's right. And we want to help give people the knowledge to make sure they're making the right decisions because we're going you know, we're going into this new phase of our lives where we're going to be, you know, resetting and making some big changes. And we need to make sure that those changes are put into effect, that we can make the right healthy choices so we can live longer and have that great physique and be healthy and happy. But before we get into any more of that, let me talk to you. Let me introduce to you, Christopher Shiver. Chris, what's going on? Uh, I'm feeling left out, Len. Feeling left out. I, know, I feel I almost- hurt. I almost forgot about you for a second there. Oh, oh, the, the pain, man. The pain. I know, well, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm going to say this though, because the, the, our guest that we have today, um, we've had before. He was, he's been with us since the beginning, and uh, I just want to say that he definitely helped me. He definitely put a fire under my ass, because, because, because it wasn't necessarily me that was motivating me to eat healthier. When he started talking about my family and how it was going to affect my family and my kid. And that's when all of a sudden I started taking it very seriously. So today, um, I can definitely say he's been a huge influence on me, and I cannot wait to hear about what he's got. And I'm probably going to get frustrated about some of the stuff he's going to say. Chris, that's why we're bringing him on the show. Like you said, David has been with us since the beginning. We're appreciative of his support, being part of this movement. So let's not waste any more time. Let's bring the health maestro on to the stage here. Let's talk a little bit about David Manaski. He is a retired divorce attorney, international best-selling author, and founder of 21 Days to a Thinner, Healthier Self-Weight Loss Program. He will hire David to teach them how to improve their eating habits so they can lose weight, have more energy, feel better, look better, and be healthier without going on a diet because diets tend to be extreme, temporary, unhealthy and designed to fail. Bottom line, Manaski's clients get results without needing to buy expensive meals, supplements, or products and without having to follow an exercise program or count calories. So let's bring this miracle worker on stage. <laughs> David, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Len. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. I need to know, how did you come up with the name The Health Maestro? I love it. I was talking to one of my clients and he liked the information I get from other sources and share with him and everybody else on Facebook and LinkedIn post. And I was looking for a moniker and I thought, well, a maestro is a conductor. So I take everybody else's information, filter it, decide what is accurate, what's not, and then put it together. So I'm the health maestro because I conduct everything and orchestrate it. I absolutely love it. And you are conducting people to live a healthier lifestyle. So let's let's talk about your journey. I mean, you went from being a divorce coach to now helping people with weight loss and you know, learning more about calories, learning more about their bodies. Share a little bit about that journey. Sure. Uh, I was a divorce attorney for about 13 years in the Phoenix area. And then I became a world-class expert at playing casino craps Ooh. and have written several books on that. Uh, and over the years, like most people, life gets in the way with family obligations and, and work. And before I knew it, I had ballooned up to 225 pounds and wow. went in July of 2016 to talk to the doctor. And he says, hey, dude, based on your lab results and being significant overweight, you have a 95% chance for a heart attack. You got two options. 
lose weight or find a new doctor because you're not going to die on my watch. So I said, okay, what do I need to do to get rid of the weight? And he put me on HCG, which is a female hormone from pregnant women. And you're on restricted calories of 500 calories per day for six weeks. Um, and if you attempted to do the 550 calories a day without the HCG, you'd burn muscle instead of fat. So it's unhealthy. Uh, and then I went back and started rereading my books from the 1970s on health and fitness, because I was always into health and fitness. And then I started reading the current books. And what I realized is the books from the 70s were more accurate and had better information, because most of the books today are self-promoting products or their own financial gain. And a lot of it is a lot of misinformation. And depending on who does the research, depends on what they're advocating. Um, so I started looking at things and realized I needed to help people. Um, being an attorney, I figured out how to reach every, research everything. So my first book is called Discover Your Thinner Self. And then the second book is If Not Now When, you know, Create a Healthy Lifestyle in 90 Days. And what I learned is 71%, now it's 72% of the U.S. adult population is significantly overweight, of which 42% are clinically obese. And there's a correlation to our eating habits. 75% of our population, the US population, is chronically dehydrated. It means we don't drink enough water. It's because people are drinking more soda, diet soda, fruit juices, fruit beverages, and all that stuff, the Cokes, the Pepsis, even if it's diet, causes weight gain. So I want to educate people about what they're putting into their body. I look at food as fuel now for my body, as opposed to comfort or for socialization or just for pleasure. You know, a lot of people enjoy eating and that's great. Just eat smaller quantities. So that's how I got into it basically was, you know, wanting to help other people. So they're not at risk like I was. Sure, sure. I love it. I remember seeing a post on your Facebook that showed, I think it was 1970s of the beach photo. Yes, exactly. Where, where everybody on there look, was thinner. And if you take a photo today, you're going to see a lot more obese people. Exactly. And I wrote a little bit about that in my book, if not now when, about a friend who was going to his 50th class reunion, was going through his high school book with his kids. And his kids said, hey, dad, can we see the pictures again? And they went through and they said, there's no fat kids in there. And looking back at our high school yearbook, there were a couple kids that were a little bit overweight, nothing like today, but everybody was thin. And so it's really changed from what it was back when we were growing up, at least my age group. And, yeah, and, and there's, there's even more information out now, you know, where back then there wasn't that, inf that information sitting out there that was so easily relative, easy to get to. And well, now that we have more information, it seems like people are still eating poorly. The reason people are eating poorly is because of convenience. It used to be stressed. Mm. However, it's easier to go through a drive-through, order a pizza, pick up a bucket of fried chicken, order takeout, than it is to prepare a meal at home. And, you know, Christopher and I were talking just before we went on about it takes maybe 10 or 15 minutes to prepare a healthy meal. People wait longer in a drive-thru. The other thing is, when we were growing up, there wasn't Starbucks. And some of those Starbucks drinks have as many as 50, 60, 70 grams of sugar mm -hmm. in one drink for yeah. a grande, not even a venti. You only mm -hmm. need about 50 grams of sugar if you're a male for an entire day. And some people are buying two and three of those drinking that in a day. Um, most women, anywhere between 25 and 35 grams of sugar a day. Um, in calories, if you look at the nutritional fact panels on various food products, which isn't everything in the stores, it's required by law, it's based on 2,000 calories per day. Mm -hmm. The average American consumes over 3,600 calories per day, nearly Jeez. twice as much calories as what's on the nutritional fact panel, and that's high. You only need between 1,250 and 1,750 calories per day. Most people get that in one meal. 
especially salads. That's where some of the myths come in. Oh, I'm eating a healthy salad. Well, when you look at salad calories on menus such as Cheesecake Factory, some of them are as much as 1,500 to 2,000 calories because they got the salad dressing, the croutons, the cheese, the seeds, the nuts, and everything else that goes in there. So just because something is healthy doesn't mean that it's not going to cause you to gain weight. So everything in moderation. Most people don't realize that when you eat a salad, you can, when you really taste food is when you don't have any salad dressing on ah. it. And then, and then croutons, I always felt like croutons were just, uh, they're just dry bread, old bread that nobody even wanted. So it's like, it, it's, it doesn't add any value and it's just crunchy or whatever. Um, I kind of look at it like the, 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 the seeds and the nuts and that type of stuff. Yeah, we do need some healthy fats, but the main thing is the salad dressing where a lot of people put salad dressing and they destroy the taste of the salad. Exactly. I eat my salads plain. People think I'm crazy. I tell them if you need some, you know, liquid on there, put some, you know, olive oil or avocado oil or, you know, some, you know, little apple cider vinegar or mix it up with some seasoning. That's perfectly healthy and it's great. And, and another thing too, because I remember, I remember last time you were with us, what you shocked me was, was the cultural differences in plate sizes. Yeah, back in the 1900s, the average size dinner plate was 12, no, nine inches in diameter. And over the years, it's increased. Now it's 12 inches. Yeah. Do that. A lot of my peers look at me and, you know, they're like, what are you doing that's different from us? I mean, change my eating habits. I mean, I was like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I got my wake up call. I was fortunate. I avoided the heart attack. I avoided type 2 diabetes. I have so many friends from high school and clients that weren't so lucky. Now with type two diabetes, if you change your eating habits, it is reversible. The thing I want to tell people is it's a lifestyle and it's a diet is a sprint. There's a finish line. And when people reach their goal and get to the weight they want, they revert back to their old eating habits and gain all their weight back. Some even more biggest <laughs> example is biggest loser. 62% of the participants on there have gained all their weight back. Um, what they showed is, you know, you don't need exercise to lose weight like they do. It's just what you put in your mouth, 100%. You didn't put the weight on overnight, so you shouldn't expect to lose it overnight. You need to give yourself time. And what I usually ask people is, you like to weigh 20, 30, 40 pounds lighter by this time next year? Well, most people say yes. Well, if you just lose two to four pounds a month, that's one to two pounds a week. Most people will say, yeah, I could do that. And you do that on average for 12 months. That's 24 to 48 pounds lighter by this time next year. The problem okay. is we all procrastinate. I'll start on Monday after the holidays, after the company picnic, you know. There's so many different excuses. I used to use them all. So I came up with a list of the top 10 that I put into the book, you know, I get cranky and irritable when I don't eat as much, you know, it's too expensive. Hey, David, what, what, uh, when you're talking to people about their changing their, their lifestyle habits of their food, what do you recommend for a person to start eliminating and replacing? Because I know like when you could always say like an example, uh, potatoes, if you switch from eating potatoes to sweet potatoes, because sweet potatoes are going to be a healthier choice because they're going to be a, a slower digested uh, uh, carbohydrate. Right. Rather than eating the, the, the fries and whatever that, that or potatoes or whatever people eat on potatoes. And especially for Thanksgiving, where what do they have? They had um, either potato salad or they had mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed so, potatoes, a lot of butter. Yeah. So right now, you know, what would you tell people in terms of like things that they can start replacing? Because I think when people tend to like saying, oh, I can't eat that or I, can't, I love that. But if they start gradually replacing it with something else, they're going to start looking and appreciating things like I ended up um, I wanted to find alternatives on tortillas. So I experimented and I found uh, almond flour tortillas. It was a different taste to it, but the thing is, is like it was, it was eliminated the white flour, 
and it also oh, had a little bit of protein associated because you're using almonds and then I made it with eggs. So I'm just thinking, what would you tell our, our viewers? Well, the first thing I would tell them is switch to pure water, not the flavored water. Give up the soda, the diet soda. If you do that, you'll see significant changes right away. Uh, most people don't drink enough water. As I said, 75% of the U.S. population is chronically dehydrated. Um, most people think they drink a lot of water, but they should drink a minimum of 64 ounces or one half of your body weight. So if you weigh, say, 200 pounds, you should drink 100 ounces of water. If you're at 150 pounds, you should drink a minimum of 75 ounces of water. Um, it's not that hard to do. Uh, what I recommend is drinking two glasses of water when you uh, first get up in the morning, you know, eight ounces, that's 16 ounces total. One mid-morning, two before lunch, one mid-afternoon, two before dinner, and there you go. You've got it done. Uh, it's harder in the winter because it's colder, so we're not as thirsty as opposed to the summer where it's warmer, so it's easier to drink more water. Also, drink it at room temperature. Don't put ice in it. Uh, my wife loves her ice, and we go to restaurants. I'll drink two full glasses of water with no ice, and she's still drinking, you know, on her glass, she's like, I finished. I said, well, you got a half a glass of ice in there. So you're not <laughs> drinking as much as you think you are as far as water. The other thing is talk about breads. I recommend Ezekiel bread because it's mm. not processed. It's, mm -hmm. it's sprouted and it only lasts about two weeks if it's refrigerated. A lot of people will freeze it to make it last longer. Where a lot of store-bought bread will last three, four months and look fresh. So obviously there's a lot of chemicals in there that are preserving it. But Ezekiel bread is a great alternative and they have different flavors and, and um, it's, you know, again, pasture eggs as opposed to cage-free or organic um, or regular. And there is a difference and people say, well, I got a cage-free, isn't it? I said, no, pasture <laughs> eggs means the hens forage for their food. They eat bugs and grass and worms. and Difference. I've noticed that. I did an experiment. So I yeah, bought- you, even you, Fred? you did an experiment, right? Yeah, I had the two different eggs. I had the one that was the pastured eggs, and then I had the organic eggs. And then, and when I cracked both of them, and it was like asking people, can you see the difference? Because the other one was like, it, it, it looked like it had more life to it. It was like yeah. more color to it. And then when you eat it, it was like, oh, wow. It was like a different flavor to it. Well, the other thing is when it says organic, it doesn't mean it's healthy because it'll you have to read the carton label. A lot of them will say grain fed, which is soy and corn. And a lot of times they'll say special feed. Well, what's in the special feed? That's why the pasture eggs are so different. Um, so just because it's organic doesn't mean it's good as far as eggs are concerned. The other thing is people say, well, it's expensive. You know, a carton of eggs sometimes is what, a dollar ninety-nine, two dollars, I don't know. Where the pasture eggs can be anywhere from four fifty to nine dollars. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you get a dozen eggs. Even at six bucks, you're talking at 50 cents an egg. People spend more on that at McDonald's for a breakfast sandwich or Burger King or Wendy's than just buying a carton of healthy eggs. And if you say you don't have time in the morning to prepare eggs, hard boil them at night, peel them, and they're in the refrigerator, grab them, and you're good to go. So there's a lot of little things you can do to expedite it, make it easier for yourself, and still eat healthier. Uh, David, what do you... Uh... What about, have you heard of people going on this uh, celery celery juicing in the morning? So the first thing in the morning, they get up and they drink celery juice, like eight ounces of, of, uh, of celery juice. Well, I haven't heard of it specifically myself. I haven't researched it. Um, I'm not a big advocate of juicing only because it strips the fiber. So you're getting a lot of the nutrients, which is great, but sometimes you get too much of the sugar. Um, I'm not a big fan of the protein drinks. Uh, people actually get more protein than they really need. Most people only need about 27 grams of protein for the whole day. Some of these protein drinks have 20 to 30 grams of protein by itself. The other thing was with protein is if you go to the health food store or even the grocery store, you'll see protein powder for muscle and weight gain, and you'll see protein powder for weight loss. Well, which is it, weight gain or weight loss? I'm confused. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, again, it's depending on what you want to use the protein for. And then there's different types of protein, different sources. Mm -hmm. A lot of proteins have whey in it, and that's for the muscle building. 
Others are plant-based. Others, you know, have soy in it. Some people are allergic to soy. Um, so a lot of different things out there. And again, it's once in a while it's okay. The biggest thing I object to is the protein bars. They are not healthy. People think, oh, I'm eating a protein bar. It's great. No, it's got a lot of calories, a lot of sugar. And if you look at the ingredients, you don't know what you're eating sometimes. So avoid the protein bars. It may be quick and it may, it's a snack. But again, it's not doing your body any good. Um, an apple is much healthier for you. Uh, an avocado, I just eat it right out of the shell. I just cut it in half and take the pit out of it. Um, you know, an orange. Bananas are a little bit iffy because they are, you know, medium for glycemic level. Um, so they put weight on. If you don't need to worry about weight, then bananas are healthy. And people say, well, this is great for potassium. Well, guess what? An avocado has three times more potassium than a banana. A date has three times more potassium than a banana. Yes, the date has a lot of sugar in it. It's a complex carbohydrate, which means, as you know, Frederick, it takes your body longer to digest and break it down mm -hmm. compared to a simple sugar or a simple carbohydrate. And that's where people get confused. Um, they hear these things of low carbohydrate or no carbohydrate or no sugars whatsoever. And you're, you're depleting your body of important nutrients, vitamins and minerals it needs. And most importantly, people aren't getting enough fiber in their diets. Everything's been stripped of the fiber. Hmm. People don't realize in terms of like avocado, you can throw an avocado in a smoothie and then now you make something creamier. And then I've even seen where you can make an avocado, you put it through a blender, then you can go ahead and sort of put some cacao powder in there and then they can maybe put in a little maybe honey or um, to go ahead and sweeten it up. Or you can even use like maybe uh, an, another, like a fruit or something like that. You blend all that stuff up and then now you actually can go ahead and have like a chocolate mousse. You just scoop that up, put it into a little bowl and then you refrigerate that. And then now you, you're eating a healthier version of a chocolate pudding chocolate mousse. Yeah, nothing that's really good is organic frozen strawberries and organic frozen blueberries. Um, I just eat them right out of the freezer, take a little bowl and Sometimes put some plain Greek yogurt on it. The Siggy's is really good. And um, it's an alternative to eating ice cream. Right. You, and I like the frozen blueberries because number one, it's finger food. I use a spoon though, because my fingers turn blue sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it keeps you busy. And a lot, that's a lot of things where M&Ms, peanuts, um, raw almonds, raw cashews are great. The problem is you need to count out how many you're going to eat. So I count out between seven and 10 and that's it. Uh, I had one client, he says, well, I had some, some peanuts. I said, well, how many? A couple handfuls. I said, a couple handfuls. I said, each handfuls like a hundred calories each. So he had three or 400 calories thinking he was eating a healthy snack. So what you want to do is, you know, count it out, make it a game of how slow you can eat it. Because mm. again, mindless eating we throw it in our mouth and we look where did it go so what would you tell people that have mindless eating about like you're talking about this individual who is eating some cashews or eating almonds or or eating some kind of a nut and they were eating a lot of them maybe they're going through the whole canister what would you tell another person for to substitute or add in and in, instead of you know getting a few handful then maybe if they're still want to snack, what do you, what else do you tell them to snack on? Like celery sticks or what, what would you tell them? Well, celery sticks are great because of the fiber. Carrot sticks are great. Um, what I do for my snack is I get the raw cheese. I feel like raw cheese. Well, it's just from raw milk. It's unpasteurized and it's grass fed and it's expensive, but it tastes so good. I, and because it's expensive, I just eat it slowly and a little bit at a time. But it makes a great snack. You know, a piece of cheese with an apple in the afternoon is a great uh, mid-afternoon snack. Um, in the morning, I take, you know, anywhere from seven to 10 almonds. And what I do is I just drink a lot of water with it because then you're filling up with the water. And water is the best thing you can do for your body. Our bodies are 60 to 70% water. Mm -hmm. Not soda, not diet soda, not fruit juices, fruit beverages. So why wouldn't you drink more water and stay hydrated? It would, it would solve a lot of health issues for people 
if they would drink more water. That would be the number one thing I'd recommend for people. And everybody has different food preferences. Some like to eat meat, some don't. Some like fish, some don't. The one thing you got to stay away from is Atlantic-raised, farm-raised salmon. Uh-huh. It says Atlantic salmon is farm-raised. It's nasty stuff. They color it. Don't eat it. It's bad for you. Get the wild caught. Pay the extra few dollars. It's a lot healthier for you. Um, I like tuna out of the can. The only place I can find tuna, if you look at grocery stores, they'll say packed in water on the front. Well, if you read the ingredients, they'll say tuna, water, vegetable broth, and sometimes salt. Well, what's in the vegetable broth? They can have as many as 168 different compounds in that vegetable broth without you knowing it. The only place I can find tuna and water is at Costco. They have the Kirlin brand and there's a couple other um, brands that they sell there. Um, It's a little bit more expensive, but again, it's a lot cheaper and fast food. So for like lunch, I'll have a can of tuna um, with an avocado and maybe a piece of Ezekiel bread. And that's more than enough. And when you talk about that, look at the cost. It doesn't cost that much. And look how quick and easy you can make it. You can just open up the can of tuna. Then you have get it. open up some Ezekiel bread, because I think they have Ezekiel bread also at Costco. And then avocado, you can buy that in bulk right there. Right. And you can go ahead and uh, so you got yourself a meal right there. The, uh, other- I was going to say most avocados are anywhere from 69 cents to 75 cents, you know, each. So it, Ezekiel bread is frozen anywhere from four or five to six dollars a loaf, but you get a lot of slices in there. Like you said, you know, you got a meal for under, you know, four or five dollars. That costs you more than that to go through the drive-through again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And when you kind of look at it at some places, when you go get yourself a burger or something like that, you're paying like maybe 10 bucks to 15 bucks per burger. Yeah. So, and now, you know, they have their specials with, you know, Burger King, two for five dollars. Well, who needs to eat two whoppers or two fish sandwiches or two chicken sandwiches that is deep fried in hydrogenated oil that's clogging your arteries? You know, again, if you look at what's in there, and people don't look at what's in the sauces. I used to love barbecue until I started seeing how much sugar is in it. Sure. So I'll do it maybe once or twice a year as a treat. And I'm not a purist by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not telling people you have to give up everything. All I'm saying is if you want to lose the weight, make some choices. And then when you do lose the weight, then you can um, start indulging a little bit. And most of the time when you start going back to what you're eating as far as junk food and garbage food, Mm. you you won't like the taste of it. I mean, if you get a fresh pineapple, it'll taste so sweet. What they're finding is kids are so used to the McDonald's and fast foods, it's changed their taste buds. They think fresh fruits and vegetables taste bitter and sour. Yeah. Yes, that's what exactly what I've been, I'm worried about, definitely, because I told, I think you guys heard the story too, I, I, grew up, I grew up in Seychelles, so I grew up eating natural food all my life without knowing the benefits I was getting, and then coming to the States, I remember being four years old, and my dad took me to Burger King because I said I was hungry, and I forgot what he gave me, but I threw up everywhere in the parking lot, I, I, I was just so sick, and now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my son, and I'm like, he can eat McDonald's and he's and he he'll go crazy for McDonald's. He sees that big M thing over there. He's going nuts. And 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 as a as a life coach, as as, as a coach and everybody with the knowledge we know, it's like I don't feel comfortable knowing that these companies can reach my child's mind through 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 their food, through and and through narratives and stories and mark it, it's it's incredible. And so when you tell me that, I'm just like, oh, my God, I want to blow up. (laughs) That and look at the, you know, um, Captain Crunch, uh, Tricks Are For Kids, um, Fruit Loops, all the sugar cereals for kids. You know, it's all marketing. It's, It's unfortunate. This is one thing I've noticed when the pandemic hit and everybody was at the store buying food. This is one thing that most people don't realize. What was out, it was all the processed food. Mm. You go to the the fresh fruit yeah. and vegetables, or even just the frozen, frozen vegetables and fruit. 
I, there's abundance of that. So I was like buying a refrigerator, a freezer, throwing that stuff in there. I'm like, I have abundance of this stuff. Yeah, I was laughing like the same thing. I realized all the stuff I eat, there was plenty of it. I'm looking at the other shelves that are empty and people are looking around for food. And I'm thinking, that's not food. I, I, it reminded me of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, you know, water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. Well, I'm looking at, you know, food, food everywhere, not a bite you can eat, basically, if you want to stay healthy. No, it's, so, it's, David, go ahead, Fred. So, David, I just want to ask the... Uh, question about the food if you can go ahead and uh like what is a healthy alternative for oils because i know most people don't know what good oils that a person should be cooking with as well as even putting into salad dressings and things like that um avocado oil is what i use for cooking because it has a higher temperature before it breaks down um yes yes i love that i love that <laughs> Olive oil, as long as it's a high quality, there's a lot of inferior olive oil being marketed to people who are unknowing of what's out there. And so be careful on the olive oil. Uh, coconut oil is good to cook with. Uh, a lot of people will put it in their coffee as opposed to butter. So if you want a bulletproof coffee, use that with some ground cinnamon. Uh, the ground cinnamon is a metabolism enhancer, so it speeds up your metabolism. Um, so those are some oils. Uh, what I, I just learned about was black seed oil. Uh, so I get it from a place called Lulu's, L-U-L-U. -L -U, and I started taking that about- I, I, I take the same thing. Yeah. So that's a healthy oil. Um, that's just where you put a tablespoon on. But Bragg's apple cider vinegar is good. It's a little bit nasty until you get used to it. I You have to dilute it. And you should never drink that stuff straight because it'll- destroy the enamel on your teeth. So usually I'll mix it with water and, and fresh squeezed lemon and then I brush my teeth um, to preserve my teeth. But yeah, stuff like that. But you can use Bragg's apple cider vinegar and some of that oil and some ground, fresh ground pepper and oregano and some Italian seasoning. It makes a nice, you know, salad dressing. Hey, David, uh, I always want, I wanted to know you have a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge. What you know right now, going to your 20-year-old self, what would you go ahead and tell your 20-year-old self? <laughs> well, my 20-year-old self was in college, and that was before I learned about the Shackley products and the protein and everything I was taking back then. But <clears throat> back then, I was working out like crazy. I was going through a half a gallon of Breyers mint chocolate chip ice cream a night with a pound bag of M&Ms and eating a pizza and didn't gain any weight because I was burning it off. I mean, I was into the fraternity sports and getting up in the morning and going, running about two to three miles and, and then going to class and playing racquetball at, at midnight. I don't recommend that. You know, I read a book when I got out of college, I was traveling. I found it at the airport called Sugar Blues by William Duffy. And I went 10 years after that without eating any refined sugars and, and no brownies, no M&Ms, no, uh, you know, cakes, nothing, no ice cream. Um, and then a boss, you know, told me, be careful making exceptions because it tends to become the rule. And sure enough, I started dating someone who was a chocoholic and loved M&Ms. And before I knew it, I was back to eating the M&Ms and the chocolate. And, um, but I haven't touched... Uh, a candy bar or M&Ms or anything since July of 2016. Haven't had any soda since then. I gave everything up. I don't even miss it, to be honest with you. Um, I do eat the the dark, the dark chocolate, the 72% or higher cacao. I actually, I like the 90 to 95% cacao. It's from Peru. Uh, it's the pure cacao. And there's a slight difference between cocoa and cacao. It's the same product is just the way they process it because I was confused well what's the difference between cacao and cocoa it's actually the same thing just a different processing so mm -hmm. both are, are healthy if it's 72 percent or more again watch out for the other ingredients sometimes those dark chocolate bars with 72 percent cacao have a lot of sugar in it so mm -hmm. definitely definitely and one thing I have to say like you definitely brought up I I, I thank you David because you gave that you gave that gift to me 
the the coconut oil, the coffee, and the cinnamon. I do that every morning. Ever since you taught me that, I I've not added any creamer to any of my coffee since, and I just see no reason to. It's just yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> well, I was talking to a client who was a type two diabetic. We were, you know, at a network meeting when we were able to get together, and uh, he ordered a hamburger and fries and ketchup on his hamburger and uh, coffee, and he put the artificial cream in there. And I I looked at him and said, "Weren't you just in the hospital because of your type two diabetes?" and He's like, well, yeah. I said, why are you having ketchup? He goes, well, what's wrong with ketchup? I said, it's 60% sugar. Look at the ingredients. I said, do you know what's in that artificial cream you just put in your coffee? He goes, no. I said, I do. It's all imitation, you know, artificial sweeteners, which causes weight gain. He goes, well, how do you know that? I can't read it. I said, I can't. So, you know, this is where people don't understand sometimes the little things that they're putting. I'm a weird person. I like everything plain. I don't like mayonnaise. I like my tuna plain right out of the can. You know, if you need to use a little mayonnaise, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to tell you not to. Um, but, you know, I don't like ketchup. I like mustard a little bit. I don't like mayonnaise. So for me, changing my eating habits was easy. You know, I didn't use half that stuff. Uh, so it's, it's little things like that. And again, if you just make small adjustments and give yourself time, what happens is people make New Year's resolutions. And then after a week or two weeks, they don't see a change in the scale. Well, what's happening is a lot of times you're exercising more. Well, muscle and fat weigh the same. However, fat takes up a lot more room than muscle. So you can't go by the scale because you may be losing inches and the scale will be lying to you saying you haven't lost any weight. Don't focus on weight. Your clothes will tell you. A lot of women don't like to get on the scale. So I say, you don't need to weigh yourself. I'm like, well, how's this going to work? Again, your clothes will tell me if they fit looser, the same or tighter, you'll know if it's working or not. So go by how your clothes feel. You know, I love it when women tell me they drop two, three, four dress sizes um, because they feel better. And they, again, they didn't have to look at the scale. Their body will tell them. And a lot of people have more energy. And as your body starts adjusting to the healthier foods, you feel better, you still you start craving more of it. Sure, David, can you walk us through a little bit about your onboarding when you bring somebody on? Because say you've given us so much information, it could maybe make somebody feel a little overwhelmed or intimidated, possibly they're reaching out to you. Can you share a little bit about your process on how you start somebody off and, and get them going through this, through your coaching program? Sure, the, the program started out to be a year and people were saying that's too long because they see the Jenny Craig and the Nutrisystem and everything else drop 16 to 20 pounds their first month. Um, so I got it down to six months and people said that was still too long. I got it down to 90 days and people said, I still want it done quicker because we all <laughs> want it done yesterday. So I got it down to 21 days. And what it is, it's a short video of three to five minutes of one tip that you can do each day to improve your eating habit. So we go through the little tips on how to improve your eating habits. And the good thing is, if you miss a video one day, you can catch up the next day or even on the weekend because they're short. There's also a one-page PDF with it. Also, I talk to people once a week during the first three weeks, and I even continue afterwards. Um, it takes 66 days to form a new habit, not 30, not 21 days. They've done research in England, and it's 66 days. But this is a way to start it. And I talk to people and find out what they like, what they dislike. If there's something you're doing that's healthy for you, great, continue doing it. If it's not, let's see what we can do to first reduce and then substitute and then eliminate. So it's little, it's a process. Everybody's unique. We have different body chemistries, you know, different likes, dis, dis, dislikes, raised differently. I, I call it dietary duplication. Mm. A lot of us like what our parents like. Sure. You know, so um, sometimes we don't don't know any better. And I find out what the, their information on what they know and what they don't know, what they like, they don't like. And then we, we work around creating a, a menu that they'll want to look forward to. And instead of focusing on what you can't eat or shouldn't mm -hmm. eat, we focus on what you like. So instead of saying, oh, I wish I could have that candy bar. No, I'm looking forward to eating that apple in the afternoon or that orange or that pear or, or cherries. Cherries are great because they're low glycemic um, and it's a finger food and they have pits in it, so you have to eat it slowly. Um, sure. So little things like that. Um, some people are allergic to nuts. 
Some people like nuts. Make sure it's unsalted and raw. Um, oatmeal. Um, the way I make my oatmeal, most people, some like it, some won't. Um, it's not instant. Instant oatmeal is garbage. It's not any nutritional value. Um, you can make your oatmeal overnight with the, the rolled oats and let it soak over water, you know, with water. And I throw in some ground cinnamon and some chopped walnuts. And then in the morning, I mix in some ground flaxseed and ground chia seed. Um, and when I cook it, that's what I put into it. So uh, it's a healthy meal, fills you up. So you're not hungry. Sure. And uh, you get a lot of fiber that way too. And you get a lot of healthy, you know, oil from the nuts. The walnuts is really good. Mm. So little things like that. Um, but that's how I help people. And that's, that's the program. It's based on their likes and dislikes and um, educating them. Sure. Do you, so do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching with them? Do you sit down, talk with them, customize everything? Or are they just watching the program? It's both. It's a combination okay. of watching the program and then phone calls. And then, you know, again, if they have questions, they can email me, text me, or even call me. Uh, I'm always happy to help people make decisions. You know, a lot of times people will be at a restaurant. What can I order? I said, you don't even need to look at the menu you can order. It's like, well, how's that work? The magic words are, I'm on a restricted diet. They don't know why you're on a restricted diet. They don't know if you're losing weight or allergic to something or whatever. So I'm on a restricted diet. I'd like to order, you know, a grilled chicken breast or salmon or, you know, piece of meat if you like steak, whatever. Um, and a side of, you know, steamed broccoli, green beans, even a baked potato plain. The potato gets a bad rap. It's not the potato that's bad for you. It's all the sour cream and butter and chives and salt that people throw on it. So, you know, again, I can go to any restaurant, not even look at the menu and order what I want. 100% of the time, every time I've done that, even in foreign countries, they've always accommodated my request because everybody has either grilled chicken or a hamburger or a steak or, you know, a piece of fish. It doesn't have to be salmon. It could be, you know, halibut or, or sea bass or whatever they have. Um, and they're happy to, and then you got a nice healthy meal, broccoli, green beans, you know, whatever, you know, vegetable you like. Coleslaw is great, you know. No, David, this has been great. You've, you know, <clears throat> gave us so much information today. I, I want to share one of my takeaways <clears throat> from what we discussed so far, and that is the manipulation that marketers are doing to our food, making saying it's one thing, but really it's not, and that you really have to educate and know what you're looking for. Know those words, know those terms, because it seems once people start catching on that that word is bad, then they manipulate it and change it to something else. Exactly. And when you look at the nutrition fact panel on the back of boxes or the size of packages for processed yeah. foods, just don't go by the calories or the sodium or the grams of sugar. Look at the ingredients and see what's in there. You'd be shocked sometimes at what you're actually putting into your body. And Michael Pollan had a great quote. He says, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And he had another one. If it comes from a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, don't. No, that's, that's great advice. I want to hear from Fred and Chris. What, what had you been your, what's resonated with you with this episode? What, what, what are you taking away from today? Want to go first, Chris? Yeah, I'll go first. I, <laughs> just it's just it's just that our our it's like it's like it's like it's a journey right like we gotta be constantly diligent constantly reading up constantly take trying to stay a step ahead of all these marketers because because like you gotta read you gotta get an education about what you're eating right you gotta learn you gotta look up online and you gotta get a good education because like you said like a lot of these books are just funnels you know, leading off to another product or something else. And so right now it's, it's, it's just more and more time, more important, especially if you've got kids, you, you, you gotta be watching out for what these people are doing. And I, I feel like it's not hard to know where you got to look for any of the manipulation. Is there an agenda where they can make money off of you? If, if there's a place for that, then yes, you gotta be diligent. You gotta watch it. Why do they want your money? And why do we want you to keep coming back? Right. That's what they want. Yeah, the other thing is, if you look at food commercials, beer commercials, everybody's thin and good looking. <laughs> That's right. They're perfect. Man, you know, this, this brownie's got this beautiful hot girl eating it. 
Go ahead, Fred. I guess, okay, I guess what I can say and my my takeaway with our discussion that we're talking about health, it's about lifestyle. And when you're looking at building yourself, you're not built overnight. And people expect to be complete. I need to be complete. You're never complete. You're complete when you are done and dead. That is the type that I kind of look at it as saying. So this process that you're going through and what you want out of your life is all about what you want. If you want to look a certain way, act a, way, a certain way, then you put in the effort. And the one thing I looked at it as saying what David was talking about, it takes 66 days to form a new habit. So it's not going to happen overnight on changing your eating habits and eating, replacing eating a bunch of chocolate, like Hershey's chocolate to eating something, maybe a, a pear, an apple or whatever it might be. A lot of it right now comes right down to it is if you want to live that healthy lifestyle and have that immune system working, you need to be putting in the right fuel into your body because when you're eating nothing but sugar, what you're doing is you're having an, an, an inflammation in your body, which will lower your immune system. And the one thing that I'm going to take away from this, David, is I like what, it, what, it, what you said was be careful of the expectations because it will be your rule. I love that. Yeah, the exceptions. Yep. Uh, the other thing is it's a lifestyle, like you said, Fred, and it's what I tell people, it's running a marathon except there's no finish line. You just keep going and going and going like the Energizer bunny rabbit, except it's based on food that you enjoy and look forward to eating. It's not drudgery. It's not a special meal that you have to spend a lot of money for. It's not a special supplement or product that you have to buy. It's not following an exercise program that's you know a specific exercise program. Exercise is great to get in shape and overall health. And again, people who think exercising is the way to lose weight are mistaken and only fooling themselves. So that's one of the, the things I can, the lessons I can give. The other thing is if you're a soda drinker and you like your Coke or Pepsi or Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi and you're having two or three a day, cut back to maybe one a day. Or if you're only one a day, have a half. Um, if you drink a couple beers at night when you get home, cut back to you know maybe one. If you have a glass of wine, red wine's healthy for you, have a half of a glass. So I'm not saying you have to give up everything. I'm just saying reduce it first mm -hmm. and then substitute and then eliminate and then start choosing things you want to eat. And again, focus on what you want and not focus on what you can't have or shouldn't have because what we focus on expands. So true. Now, David, we're coming to the end of our show here. How can people get a hold of you to learn more about your services, about your programs, and even about your book? Um, they can get my book at Amazon and at Barnes and Noble and any you know independent bookstore. Um, they can reach me at createyourthinnerself.com. They can also send me an email. It's David Medansky. My last name is spelled M-E-D-A-N-S-K-Y, like three words, me, Dan, and Sky, at gmail.com. So again, davidmedansky at gmail.com. And also I can give out my phone number because I have my cell phone. I'm happy to talk to people. It's 602-721-5218. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. And they can find me there at both places. And I'm happy to answer questions for people. I do offer a free 30-minute consultation, a discussion to see you know, what people's challenges are, what obstacles they're facing what they can do to overcome it, and then see if they're a good fit for the program. It's not for everybody. If you're not willing to give up the Doritos or the sodas, I'm not able to help you. Um, if you want a healthy lifestyle and you're willing to make small improvements that are done consistently on a daily basis, and you're willing to give it a long time, you know, a couple of months to see noticeable results, that's what I'm looking for. And again, no special meals, no products, no supplements, no specific exercise program, no counting calories. Um, you know, we do talk about food journaling. Journaling. Some people like to keep a little log, some don't. Mm -hmm. um, people find it beneficial sometimes. If you track how many hours you're watching TV, you may shock yourself at how many hours you're watching TV. 
Um, so there's little things that we talk about, and it's not just what to do, but how to do it. Sure, sure. I love it. I love it. If you, if David resonates with you, reach out to him. His program is simple. It's easy. It's consistent. It's building a new habit where you don't have to jump on another diet fad. You don't have to be counting calories. And he has an awesome book. Make sure you get your copy. If not now, when, uh, like he said, you can get it from him. You can get <clears throat> major bookstores So make sure you pick up your copy. It is well worth the read to get you going and where you need to be. If you're looking for more information about David, we're going to have David on our website. Actually, he's already on our website already. <clears throat> so you can go on to the extraordinarybeingmovement.com. <clears throat> go to our coaches page. Check him out. It links right to his, his website. So you can go down there now if you like to. And meet David. Take advantage of his, his consultation he's willing to offer you. Get your life in line. Reset it. Get on the fast track, on the right track to live a healthy lifestyle so you can live healthy and long yourself. One more thing, Len. What's that? They, they go to the website. Yeah. They can get a free report that they can download. Common Sense Secrets for Healthy Weight Loss. Love it. Common Sense Secret for Healthy Weight Loss. Get it today. You won't be, you won't be unsatisfied with it. Reach out to David. Get in contact. Get on the right track. This is Len DeCarmine, your host and coach for the Extraordinary Being Movement. Make sure you like and subscribe and visit us at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com where you can get this episode as well as many more of all of our guest speakers that we've had and those that are up and coming. You get to find out who those are so you can be prepared and get the knowledge that you need to live an extraordinary life. This is Len DeCarmine. I wish you the well. Fred and Chris, say your goodbyes. Peace. Be safe. David, thank you once again. Thank you. Everybody have be safe to your success. Bye now.